Hey guys, welcome back to Modified Roll. I hope you enjoyed the first of the promotional episodes last week with the lovely folk over at Cosmopunk. We have another one for you today. This time you will be getting an episode from Infinite Deer. Uh, for those of you who have listened to us in the past, know that we absolutely love these guys and it will take any opportunity to promote them. So, hope you enjoy it. If you haven't given them a listen, hopefully this will put you onto them. And I can definitely recommend going back and checking out their backlog because they are just incredibly funny and just a great listen. So, here they are, the wonderful cast of Infinite Deer. Welcome to Infinite Deer, Season 3. I am your delectable Dungeon Master, Sam Went, and because this is a new season, we have new characters. So, beginning on my left with Emma, we have... I am playing either Shat. Either Shat <laughs> is a fearless night stalker who is also a bard and has a history of being an entertainer for the mad dwarvish king, mostly against her will. Ivor is small and grey, as you would expect cats to be, and she also has a little bow on the top of her head holding back her fur and beading around her whiskers. Aww. Aww. So cute. Okay, and uh, <laughs> moving on next to Emma, we have Lachlan. Lachlan, who am I killing this year? You are going to be killing Hendrik Stonesword, or Stonesword. Uh, he really hasn't worked it out, he just saw it spelt once and it's been confusing ever since. How old is he? Uh, he's 200 years old because Still he's... doesn't know how to pronounce his own name. <laughs> it's been a long <laughs> 200 years. Uh, he's a hill dwarf, uh, which is why he's lived to such a grand old age, who is a sorcerer of the shadow magic origin. Uh, he used to be part of a dwarven army, a military career of really no note, but then retired on that to become an adventurer. Uh, he has no distinguishing features, no scars, no missing eye or anything like that, but he does have a very twiddly moustache, which he's braided into a, a sort of twin ponytail arrangement, uh, which goes down to roughly dwarven nipple height. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm disappointed that I said dwarven nipple now. <laughs> and crossing over the table, we have George with... My name is Ambulphibian, and I am but humble tourist. I am a trident, you see. I am here from the sea, and I am just here doing a bit of exploring, having a look at seaside defences, and just pondering hypothetically how well they would withstand an assault from the sea, people. <laughs> but I am just a tourist. So Amphibian is a Triton. He is a rogue, uh, specifically a mastermind. He has joined this little group as kind of a half cover for his kind of mission that he's been on from the KGC. <laughs> the last part of that is not a letter, it's just C as a... <laughs> Um, yes, and there's going to be many fish-related sea puns throughout this podcast. Exactly. Um, and just to confirm, Triton is like a sea elf. Yeah. Yeah, sea elf. That's what I've been told. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, and uh, let's yeah. begin the story, shall we? Oh, wait. Go- Last, and definitely least, the traitor. The one who used to be on the side of the table that belonged to kings. Mm-hmm. No longer my rules monster. No longer my pet moral ghost. Alex. Introduce your player character. My name's Leah Flimflam, and I'm a goblin! And as you can tell, Leah has a very annoying voice. He's a revolutionary goblin. He's been with this outfit for like a month. He has 
ideas very much above his station, in that he wants to free all goblins from any kind of indentured servitude, ideally with goblins ruling the entire world. He is a paladin with an oath of the common man. He likes labourers, mainly goblin labourers, but anyone who's kind of down on trodden and down on their luck, he will fight for. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Our story begins in the city of Carusa in the east of the continent of Artania. In the high-class parts of this city, a seagull stands on the head of a statue of Chad F. Blazer and relieves itself. (laughs) No! (laughs) But we are not in the posh part of this city. Our heroes are sitting in a warehouse tavern near the Carusa docks. These are rough and ready, improvised places of drinking and entertainment for the lower classes of the city, the dock workers, the labourers, and the ladies of the night. A hive of criminality and seediness. What are you guys doing here? Hendrix Donesword is taking his party of adventurers and uh, tomb robbers by another name, the Fellhammers, the Cell Whiskers. I, we haven't decided on a name yet, uh, but we've come here to try and find ourselves a job. So you're just sitting casually chatting in the bar? As a burgeoning alcoholic, I've gone straight to the front, getting all of the pints of goblin ale if they serve that here that I can. This is probably the one place in Caruso they would serve you goblin ale, Fantastic. so yeah. And I'm that stereotypical drunk right at the front of the bar with several several pints in front of me. As Leah attempts to hold a tray of drinks that is far too big for him and carry it back to your table. Oh, I'm not going back to the table. I'm staying at the front. As Leah remains at the bar, drinking himself (laughs) into an early grave, the door of the warehouse tavern opens, and an orc stumbles in. He is wearing ripped clothes, he is bleeding from several injuries on his body, and he is holding a musket that is bent in half. My god, it's the plot! (laughs) (laughs) He sees your table, points at Hendrik, and shouts, Oi! Dwarf! Uh, uh, yes, what, what do you want? Oh, goodness, sir, what happened to you? He walks over to your table, takes out a sealed uh, scroll case, and slams it down on the table in front of you. Got something what might interest you? Oh, well, do tell. Uh, please, take a seat, good sir. What's your name? My name is Krug. Pleasure to meet you. He holds out a bloody, large, orcish fist, a uh, hand for you to shake. I take his fist and I shake his fist. <laughs> he grips it hard and gives you a manly, manly shake. Can I come over at this point and say, As Director of Acquisitions, I should be in on this conversation. Leah, of course, I, I wouldn't have it without you. Please, uh, take a seat and try not to fall out of it. Do you know what this is? He pushes the scroll case over towards you, Hendrik. Am I supposed to know what this is? On the uh, sealed scroll case, the part where the lock is, there is a symbol on it. The symbol is of an old dwarven great axe. Because you were a dwarf, you grew up in Alheim, you know this to be the symbol of the Axe of Kadur. This is the great axe that was wielded by the legendary first king of the United Dwarven Nation. Basically, this is like if someone walked up to one of us in the bar and said, Hey, you're English. I've got a map to Excalibur. Yes, it appears you have a scroll to a myth. And I'm terribly sorry to tell you that it is in fact a myth. So really, it's worthless. The Axe of Kadur is very real, my friend. Or at least, certain people seem to think it is. Uh, Ivor, are we those kind of people? I do not believe we are. I cannot deal with such crazy people without having a pint of milk. Someone get me milk! Does anyone get her milk? 
I'm not supposed to get her milk. No, no, she does this sometimes. I will go and get you milk. Hendrik stands up and walks to go and get some milk. <laughs> I really like that we've started this off by being like, hello, I'm the plot. Here is the plot. Fuck off, plot, we're getting milk. <laughs> Krug sits and waits awkwardly with the three of you while Hendrik goes to get milk. Iva stares him down and just rakes her claws across the table. Do you know what? I may have fallen this before as a fish, but I will bite. Tell me about this scroll, Mr. Orc. Very well. Me and my brother, Griddle, we was hired by this uh, academic from the University of Abetia. He said that he knew the location of the actor could have lost for 1,500 years. We goes to this old dwarven city up in the mountains near here. We's written around in the treasury. We find this, and then we gets attacked. The academic and me brother never made it out alive, but I did. And I managed to keep hold of this. And so why do you come for us? I want nothing more to do with this. People are attacking me. Don't like that. Don't much like that since I left the army. However, if I could sell this to a dwarf, who I believe might have some interest in finding the legendary acts of his people, I'm not asking for much. Enough to pay for a boat back to Rebetia and an hot meal. And this potentially incredibly lucrative scroll belongs to you. Comrade, how much are you looking for this? Uh, ten gold. That'll buy me a boat back and a meal. Henrik! One second, I'm getting... Yes, one milk, please. You realise this is a bar, sir? Do you not have any milk? Is it alcoholic? Well, you can make mother's milk, a mixture of milk and some grain alcohol. I hear that's quite pleasant. Are you you suggesting I I find a mother to milk? No, you're misunderstanding me, sir. Please, just, I would like some milk for my cat-like friend. We don't serve milk. Do you have anything like milk? Like a, a, a cream liqueur or something like that? Do they serve white Russians? <laughs> Ask one of those without all the other ingredients of a white Russian. Look, 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 if they don't have milk, they can't make a white Russian. That's how cooking works. Why are we spending longer on the milk than the <laughs> Because maybe the milk is the plot, George. We don't know yet. <laughs> Do you have... A milk stout. What's a milk stout? <laughs> it's just its just a very creamy stout. It's beer. I've got beer. Give me a beer. I will take a beer. It gives you beer. Right. And it goes back to the table. Either I have got you a milk stout. It's the closest thing they had. You continue to disappoint me, dwarf. She slams the beer down on the table, sips a bit, gets a little frothy moustache over her fur. Quack looks at the beer, looks at you. That's not milk. It's the closest thing they had. <laughs> right, where did we get to? We were talking about uh, this map. Hendrik. Yes. This man, this gentleman of the common folk, wants nine gold. Do you have eight gold on your person right now so we can settle this and give you seven? I mean, we agreed on ten. No, I think it was definitely six. You'll see, I can offer you something better. The way I see it, the people that try to kill you will still be looking for you. They will not let you go. But I may happen to be a master of disguise. I could dress you up and give you disguise if you knock some money off. Explain to me how a disguise gets me a boat home. It does not get you boat home, but it stops you being killed on boat on way home. <laughs> because they do not think you are all command with scroll. They think you are, I don't know, <laughs> cookie seller. <laughs> Girl scout. <laughs> Ten gold, or I go offer the Axakadur to another dwarf. I mean, although it is a mythical map, a map to a myth. Perhaps the map itself could be sold to uh, buyers who I know, so I think ten gold is a reasonable price. I'm sorry, Leah, but negotiations have broken down on this one. All right, you're paying. Fine. I pull out a small uh, coin purse and count out ten gold. He takes them. Pleasure doing business with you. He hands you the scroll. Take the scroll and uh, I try to 
open the lock on it? You failed. Oh, that was quick. <laughs> you just bought an unopenable fairy tale. Well done. Rank, can you not pick this lock? Yes. Thank you, Meta Gaming Man. <laughs> <laughs> I can. Can I please try and pick it? Yeah, okay. Roll sleight of hand. I would like to roll sleight of hand. Here you go, Ambo. Have a, have a go at this. You are our specialist. 16 plus 4 is a 20. You fail. Uh, oh, asshole scroll! One moment, step aside. Ivor will wave her paw over the scroll and cast knock on it. Nice. Which I'm hoping will open it. It works on doors, boxes, chests, manacles, padlocks, or other objects that contains a mundane or magical means that prevents access. It doesn't open. <gasps> Sacre bleu. There's also a large knocking noise which comes from this. <laughs> I have idea. Orc, you mentioned an academic at the university. Where? In, in, in Rubetsia. Oh yes, that's right, you did already say that, actually. Um, yes. What is his name? Artus. Uh, he did also mention that he's already dead. I'm pretty sure. Well, I tell you what we could do. We could go to his office, break in. Maybe we will have notes on how to open this scroll. Did he mention anything about how to open the scroll or what it was? Or He mentioned something when we found it about it being sealed magically. And he had this idea that maybe the key was in that city we was exploring. I see. So it sounds like my idea is null and void, and Mr. Plot has actually told us better idea. <laughs> we could go to city again. Well, I think it's the best chance we have of finding whatever opens this scroll, and honestly, a scroll which is unfurled will sell more on the market than one which is locked up tight. Yeah, you could have got maze 20 gold from it. But exactly, that's profit. Wait, why are you still in this conversation? This is <laughs> this is private business of the Fellhammers. You were talking to me not I, long ago. Sorry, is uh, Fellhammers what we settled on? I thought we were the revolutionaries. No, we agreed that revolutionaries was too aggressive and didn't really give off the idea that we were to hire. The damn way it's aggressive is the only way to seize the means of production is through revolution. How about Krug's Angels? You're not part of them. You don't get a vote. <laughs> Let's take Krug along. Yes, let us invite this very odd, tattered man. Five heads are better than four. By the way, uh, would any of you be interested in a slightly used gun? He holds out his bent musket. Sorry, question leading on from that. What attacked you which caused that to happen? Uh, dwarves. I hit one over the head with it. You seem relatively unsad that your own brother has died. Is your brother's body still in there then? He is. Oh. If we find body, would you like us to do anything with it? If you could bring it to me so we can give him a proper orcish burial, my mum would like that. My mum would like that very much. Okay, we will see what we can do, but we cannot make any promises. But if we do bring your brother's body, we want payment. Ten gold would suffice. That seems like a lot for a corpse. How about five? Five if you find my brother's body and get it out. Done and done. Well, I think we have our first mission. Oh, so we need to get out of this pub. I hear that they catch fire oddly easily. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is your first mission finding the Axicadur or my brother's corpse? Isn't it one and the same? The key is in city. Your brother's rotting dead body, which you left behind because you are shit-tier brother, is also in city. They are in the, in the same place. Ambo, what did I say about mocking the client? Look, I was, a, I was a good brother when he was alive. Which wasn't for very fucking long. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, should we leave Romulus over here behind? That was a very classical good reference there to the uh, Romulus who murders his brother for the foundation of Rome. Oh, anyway, should we leave him behind and go... Um, when you go... return, Krug may have founded a city, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Krugsburg. That was the only classical reference to merging your brother I could think of, but I'm sure there's others. Well, I mean, it's going to take us like 24 hours to get there and back, and Krugsburg wasn't built in a day. <laughs> 
Yeah! <laughs> Fuck, that was better than my cultural reference! <laughs> Crown, you coming? Are you, are you inviting me? Do you want him? How much are you paying me? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we keep just giving money back and forth between us. I'll do it for five gold. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Who's paying him? I don't know. I don't know. We get three gold. So, three gold if you come with us, but we'll give you that at the end, and then we'll only charge you two gold because of your brother up. Three gold to be brother's body. Done. It means you do not have to pay postage on your brother's body. Yes. So. I feel like this lack of basic economic financial skills is how Brexit happened. <laughs> we're repackaging debt. That's what we're doing. We're going to start a minor financial crisis. Yeah, Krug also secretly negotiated you up, so even if you find his brother's body, you still owe him three gold. But before Krug can join the gang, should we haze him? <laughs> like wrap him up in cling film and shit on him or something. I don't know. How does hazing work? It's never part of any cool societies at university. How should we haze him? And you slap them with a fish. Not a How dare you? Number one. <laughs> Quick slap him. You're from the sea. You're not a fish. I'm a semi-fish. No, you're not. I'm fish-ish. Amber, we have enough trouble getting new recruits in without you hazing all of them. Is this why your mercenary company only has like four blokes in it? Yes, and our turnover is remarkably high. <laughs> I think seeing as Leah is clearly drunk, <laughs> we should wait until morning before we head off at all. Now that you've spent all of your money on a scroll you can't open and an org. Where are you going to stay? Well, pressingly, how are we paying for this drink? <laughs> I, I have some money. Amber, when you joined this group, we talked about this. All of the gold is communal until you buy out your stake. So for now, you're paying for our sleeping accommodation tonight. I hate all of you so much. So you go around and you find a hotel. Motel. A motel, fine. Holiday Inn. Stop. You find a shit place to stay. What, like Milton Keynes? Not like Milton Keynes. <laughs> Sorry to all our fans in Milton Keynes. But not, not really, though. Not really, no. No. Move. Leave. <laughs> you can escape. There's still so many roundabouts. There's so many ways out. Anyway. But no, that's why they don't get out. They get lost. <laughs> they keep coming back in. In summary, people of Milton Keynes, we believe in you. <laughs> and to all our foreign listeners wondering, what the fuck is Milton Keynes? Just don't bother. You'll be worse off for knowing. Okay, you manage to find yourselves a cheap hotel near the docks. Hello, we would like two rooms for the evening, please. One with three beds in it and one with one bed in it. For the balcony view and <laughs> lemon wedges. I, I can do you the balcony view. The three beds might be a bit harder. It's fine. There's three can share one bed in our room. We'll all sleep on the floor together as comrades. So one room for three of you, one room for one of you with a balcony. Where's the orc going? I completely forgot. Yes, about you hired me. I presume our food and board is included in my pay. Listen, Krug no. is a member of the Heavy Anvils. The heavy Anvils are doing anything for you? No. Have we considered Krug's Magnificent Five? Okay, Krug, you now do get a vote, but no. Krug, you'll be coming in our room. Alright, so that's uh, one room for four of you, and one room for one of you with the balcony view. Okay, so the four of you, well, three of you plus Krug, are led to a small, not very well kitted out room with a single double bed in it. Are you going to spoon? Well, I think it makes sense, seeing as it's a double bed, but Krug and myself will sleep in there, and um, the goblin and the cat can can sleep in the drawers of this drawer. Why do I go in the drawer? Because you're small. 
I'm not as small as a cat. And you're There's not much in it. Would um, it look like I could fit in this? You can fit in the same drawer. How dare you? I will not sleep in a drawer. And I will go onto the pillow. Right, that. <laughs> I guess that's her claiming it. So Croak, you'll go in the bed. Myself and the goblin will go in the drawer. <laughs> you can't fit in the drawer. I'll go in the bed too. <laughs> right. So we're sorted. Sharon, Croak, Sharon. Okay, I'll go in the drawer. No, Croak, you're going on the bed. Right. Croak is too heavy for the drawer. He's already weighed bowed down by the guilt of his dead brother. <laughs> so Leah, I have a Krug in the bed, me in the drawer. I, th- I think Leah may actually just go next door, share with you. Fuck off. Or <laughs> <I'll come laughs> Hello! Cut to Ambo in, in his balcony room. <laughs> this is me with a dressing gown. Yeah. <laughs> Two fucking cucumbers over my eyes, like a daiquiri in my hand. Oh, what do you want? No, no, there isn't, because when you when the old woman shows you the balcony room, it's a room with a hole in the wall. <laughs> 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 yes, I brought the daiquiri myself. That's yeah. part of my own personal belongings. Yeah. Was the full spa game. Yeah. Can you not see I'm doing moisturising routine? In, in that case, fine. If there's no room in the other room, you may come and join me. Let's sleep together in the bed! Yes, this hole is glorious. I guess you could say it. Never mind. <laughs> Um, okay, you meet together at breakfast the oh, next morning. Oh, sorry, could I actually go down to the seaside quickly before... Yeah, you can go down to the coast. Okay, I'm going to very quickly go down to the seaside and I'm going to kind of put my mouth into the water and I'm going to talk, try and talk to my secret associates. <laughs> which is a classic reference to a murloc, for those of you that remember playing World of Warcraft, which is all of you, you bunch of virgins. Um, <laughs> George, by pronouncing it, also admitting that he is a bunch of virgins. I am a bunch of virgins. Uh, <laughs> there are so many virgins in me. Yeah, I would just like to say them. Just update on mission. I am on potential lead to ancient source of power. That is all I know for now, until our next communication. A fish swims up to you and makes a fish noise, which I'm pretty sure would not come out, out on the mic. So I'm just going to say, it makes a fish noise. Fish noise. I tell it the basic thing I just said and then it can swim off. And... The fish swims off to deliver your message. I'm mostly just impressed by the fish messenger system you have going on in the ocean. You stuck your face in a random part of the ocean <laughs> and there was one just waiting for you. It was either that or the toilet <laughs> was there a fish waiting for you in the toilet? Just loads of goldfish. The other thing I could have done is just kind of pushed a little message into its little fish mouth and told it to take it off. <laughs> it returns to your people with an incredibly soggy and illegible piece of paper. <laughs> Do we not have paper in our sea world? Okay, I want you to put some paper in a what? glass of water and watch what happens. Like, like, like sea paper? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Dungeons and fucking dragons. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a talking fish person. You've got a problem with the logistics of underwater paper. Right? Yes, I do! That's a reasonable thing to have a problem with! No, it's not. You, you can make some magic paper. Laminator. A laminate. We've got, we invented the laminator. No, you haven't invented the laminator! A laminator! You haven't invented plastic! We make it out of kelp. You wrap some paper in some seaweed. Yes. Stick it in a fish's mouth. Yes. And hope. I hope, hope for the fucking best. Just the fish know where to go with it? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what happens with your... Who the fuck cares? Okay, uh, you meet <laughs> you meet uh, the next morning for breakfast. Well, I hope everyone had a, a pleasant night's sleep. Uh, that drawer was a little bit tough on the neck, but <laughs> I'm feeling fine otherwise. How about you? The bed was lovely. Oh. Just a little spoon. It was so, so lovely. Everything about it. The cushions, the sheets... The fact I was sleeping on a bed and not in a drawer. I know. I also enjoyed that. Well, next time we'll do a rotation. We'll make a rota of it. Uh, and the next time, either you can go in the drawer after that croak. And we flash back to every other time we've been in an inn. <laughs> <laughs> been in the drawer every time. How do I keep ending up in the drawer? <laughs>
<laughs> okay, so are you guys heading off towards the dwarven settlement? Yeah, I mean, is there anything we need to prepare? Milk? I wouldn't mind milk. <laughs> Let's milk. go find milk. the cow! Milk! 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 Because you're in a hotel and not a bar, they have milk. You're given milk. I take as much milk as I can carry. It's like a continental buffet. It's free. Just put it in a bag. And I'm also severely lactose intolerant. (laughs) But I love it so much. It's like, you know, you love cheese. You keep eating it. It's It's like like cocaine is bad for humans. (laughs) But we love it so much. What? What? <laughs> Sam, sorry, what? Sorry, pause the podcast. Sam, what? <laughs> so we, we go and find some mules to pick <laughs> yeah. us up into the mountains. Alright, let's. Um, there, there's a path we can walk. Oh, is it a walkable distance? Yes, yeah, walkable distance. Well, let's go on foot then, save money on mules. I what is it, Leah? <laughs> Leah puts his hand up while moving next to the cat and sort of goes. Do not go on We're the cat. a little bit small for walking. I imagine the cat is just carrying this large carafe of milk with her. <laughs> just waddling. Especially with her milk, I reckon we would move at roughly a speed of 20 feet every six seconds. I will carry the kitty. What about me? You will not carry the kitty. The kitty will climb onto your shoulder and just happen to be there. That is even cuter. Do not call me cute. It is highly offensive in Felix culture. That's fine, but I'm still going to be lagging behind you by approximately a 20 feet to a 30 feet difference per six seconds. Leah, you have your cut of the money. You have some left over, don't you? I know you spend a lot, a lot on drink. A lot! But if you had maybe you know, three or four gold, we could go and try and get you a donkey. Leah is just shaking his head. No. Uh, it's all on booze, isn't it? And I think, I think some of it I just lost in the bar. Maybe someone pickpocketed me. I, I don't know. Would I was you, very you, drunk last night. Would you like me to look after your share of the money? No! <laughs> You'll steal it from me! Would you like me to look after your share of the money? Yeah, okay. <laughs> How much money did I spend last night on um, room and board? Three gold. Three gold. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's expensive inn. My back's getting sore from carrying a fucking... T- it's not an expensive <laughs> inn, but he was paying for five of you. In two bloody rooms! <laughs> you also paid for the balcony rooms. So. Like like an Airbnb, they charge per head. Shall we? Or should we buy you a shower? the Shetland Pony. <gasps> Uh, how much is a Shetland pony? Milk! You can get a sick one for a gold, fuck it. Yes! Yes, I am buying Shetland pony for you because it will be fucking hilarious. I start riding the Shetland pony. And thus, another infinite dear tradition is. Animal cruelty! Have you named the so, so I have this little book of phrases which I've picked up which I think are suited to my political stances. Okay. One of the issues though is that I'm not very good at reading. Okay. So I would probably turn to someone and get them to pick a word from my little book of communist words. Yeah. To name my pony. Your pony is now called The. The. <laughs> cool. Okay, The. The name of the people. Confetish <laughs> the pony. <laughs> the, now six of you uh, begin climbing the mountain. As you go up, Krug points at the body of a dwarf with its head caved in in the woods. See, that's what my rifle's bent. <laughs> Give me a second. I want to have a look over his body. Get down all uh, all close and personal, and I see if I, I know anything about dwarven culture, which give me an inkling as to where this guy came from. Uh, he's wearing a uniform of the Royal Dwarven Army. So he's from the Dwarven Kingdom of Alheim. He seems to be a member of the military of Alheim, the military I used to be a part of before the Mad King came to power and I left. This is not good. 
You see, the thing is, I ran out of bullets, and I thought, this might be a pretty good club. Yes, well, you certainly dispatched him well enough. Oh, thanks. Not really a compliment. I used to be part of these groups. I still feel a little bit of sympathy for them. Right, let me check his pockets. I start rooting for his pockets. <laughs> I have some sympathy, and I respect them. Let's loot his corpse! You managed to find... Six bullets. I don't have a gun. <laughs> I will throw these at my enemies. How much do you guys know about the local area, the local geography? Um, how much of it is under the sea that we're at? Where we are? <laughs> how much is it? Where we're right now? In the how, under the sea, how far yeah. under the sea are we? Like zero percent. In that case, I know zero percent. Yeah, following up on that, how much of this is goblin cave networks? Okay, nothing of the local area. <laughs> how much of it is cat place? <laughs> All places, cat place. Hendrix's <laughs> definitely been wandering around this area for some time, very you know, dig sites, adventures, caves, dungeons, that kind of stuff. Uh, you know that this road uh, leads up towards a town called uh, Sunrise. It is an elven settlement made from refugees of the destroyed city of Ilum. Right. So, continuing up the mountain, you find the destroyed ruins of an elven town. There are corpses of elves everywhere. Men, women, and children. Destroyed town, corpses everywhere. Are we in Milton Keynes? <laughs> Are we in Milton Keynes? Who killed the people of Sunrise? And will our heroes ever settle on a name? Find out in the next duplicitous installment of Infinite Deer, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. that's it for this week we hope you enjoyed listening to our lovely guests the lovely folks over at infinite deer i always enjoy listening to them i can't wait for their next episodes to come out i know they're currently on a bit of a hiatus as they normally record in person but they do have a lovely backlog that you can go through and catch up on and i cannot recommend it enough so that's it for this week we're going to continue with these little promotional episodes for other podcasts for another couple of weeks just while i get my feet under me so look forward to that next week but that's it for now. So we'll see you soon.